unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up, far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, a mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, by cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, a man who was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today, and will be true tomorrow. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast with our teacher, Dr. John G. Mitchell. Well, Dr. Mitchell will be continuing in Ephesians chapter 4. We will start with verse 11. He will be speaking of the gifted men who are given as gifts to the church for the purpose of edifying and equipping the saints. Now, the goal of the ministry is to equip God's people, who will then be able to turn around and build up the body of Christ. This equipping of the saints is to bring us to the unity of the faith, which is the knowledge of the Son of God himself unto a mature man. Well, to be further equipped, let's turn in our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 with our teacher, Dr. Mitchell. Good day, friends. It is with joy and delight that I come to you. I suppose you think that sometimes I, I say that out of uh, courtesy. No, friend, I mean it. I know no greater joy than to sit down and talk to people about the Savior and about his precious word and the marvelous things that God has communicated to his people in the word of God. How glad I am, too, that the Spirit of God who indwells every Christian, dwells me, has come for the purpose of leading us, guiding us into all truth, promise to refresh our memories and our minds, to take the things of Christ and show them unto us. And the question is, do I have enough capacity to receive the truth? This is my daily prayer that all Christians, Mitchell included, that our capacity for truth may be in increased. We might know more and more and more and more of our wonderful Savior. 
and the marvelous provision he's made for those who put their trust in him. Now, we're dealing with Ephesians chapter 4, and we're down to verse 11. We were discussing this in our last lesson. I'm going to reread it again. I have just been declaring in verse 7, God has given to every one of his people gifts to be used. And remember, this is said in the context of walking in the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. He's talking about this unity of spirit. And every believer has a gift. And the danger is for us to be envious of the gift that some other Christian may have. And so we're not satisfied with the place God has given to us. We're not satisfied with the gift God has given to us. We always want the other fellow's gift. And the danger is we want those gifts that are seen by somebody else. That is the gifts that are, that are public like preaching, evangelism, teaching, and so on. The question of the, question of the gift, of course, hospitality, or of, uh, or of administration, and so forth and so on, we, we don't want those. We want to be out in the front. No, friend, the trouble is that too many Christians have limited God. I say this reverently. We have limited God in what he wants to do in your life and my life. I say this sadly because it's so true in all our lives, my life too. Or that we might be in the place where we be so yielded to the Savior that he will work out his purpose and plan in us day by day, day by day, and we'll revel in the joy of being a co-worker together with God, being on God's team to do the job he wants done. And we are on God's team. But too many of us are warming the bench. Now listen, it's true in Corinthians 12 and 14, in those two chapters, he's given to every believer a gift to profit. All gifts are for edification. And the Spirit of God is sovereign in the bestowal of those gifts. I'm quoting Corinthians 12. But here in Ephesians 4, first of all, we have gifted men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. For what work? To perfect the people of God or the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's the first thing. The purpose of the gifts is for the increase and for the edification of the body. Now the work of a pastor and teacher is to perfect God's people for the work of ministering. You know, we, we say that man's a member of the ministry. And I take it from what you say, that man's a preacher. But did you know, Christian friend, that you belong to the ministry too? That you too are a member of the ministry? It may be true that your pastor is giving all his time, or the teacher is giving all his time, or the evangelist is giving all his time to the ministry God's given him. Public ministry or to prepare and to fit God's people to do a job for him. Let me illustrate what I mean. Some time ago, um, a dear woman, a businesswoman, was led to the Savior. In fact, she was so ignorant of the Word of God, she didn't even know that the gospel was for her. But she was wonderfully saved. I don't want to go into all the detail, but a few months after she was saved, I happened to be given in the morning service a message on the responsibility of Christians to bear testimony to their friends concerning the Savior. 
Now, your pastor doesn't know all your friends. He doesn't, sometimes he doesn't know all your families. So, if they're going to be reached, they can't be reached by the preacher. They must be reached by God's people. I happen to be talking along this line that each one is an ambassador for Christ. Each one has a place of responsibility. This dear lady came and said, Mr. Mitchell, I can't do that. Now, she'd only been saved a few months. But I said, listen, I don't know your friends. Do you want me to gather your friends together? No. Oh, but she said, I can't do it. Now, she'd only been saved a few months. A few months after this, that is, after she talked to me, she came back all, all just full of joy and blessing. Do you know what she did? She called a number of her friends up one by one, invited them to come over to her home for a cup of coffee and a little fellowship. And she had the joy of talking to 29 of her friends about the Savior in less than three months. Now, remember, she'd been only a Christian about three or four months. And now she has already witnessed the 29 of her friends. She invited them over to her home to talk to them. And, you know, she said the marvelous thing was, before I could say a word, I didn't know how to start. They all opened the door for me to talk about the Savior. See, friend, she was taking her place in the body of Christ, a function. She didn't know much about truth, but she knew she was saved. And she knew her friends needed a Savior. So God used her. I wasn't surprised when I knew that a whole family had come to the Lord. And we who are in the ministry, the public ministry of the Word of God, our job is to perfect God's people for the work of ministry. Now, I want to say it very frankly, every believer has a definite place of ministering. What for? For the edification of the body of Christ, to edify each other. Your life, your fellowship, your gifts, whatever they may be, it's part of God's program to edify. Remember, all gifts are to build up, edify the body of Christ. What for? Verse 13. Till, now then, let me get my verse. In, verses, in verse 2, verse 3, we are to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of Man. So we all, all of us, know the truth. Now you know and I know that so few of God's people, comparatively speaking, so few are really established in the faith. Where's been the letdown? We Christians have not taken the truth God's given to us and passed it on to some other Christian. I'm so happy about these home Bible classes if they're conducted correctly, where you can gather together young believers or even unsaved people, and together you, you talk together, you fellowship together in the Word of God. And oh, how wonderful it is to see young believers begin to communicate their love for the Savior to somebody else. Or to see some dear old saint who's been on the way for years uh, begin to impart for the first time possibly Christian for 20, 25, 30 years, and for the first time now she's had the joy of getting into the Word of God and imparting it to somebody else, and she's coming to a ministry she never dreamed of. Why? She gave herself. The door was open. She took it, and God used it. Friend, God's got a place for you. 
and if every one of our local assemblies, if all our Christian friends, those who belong to Christ, were to seek the face of God, what is my ministry? And whatever door was opened up, whether it was a children's class or a home Bible class, in Sunday school class, or to visit the sick, or whatever it may be, what for? For the building up, for the encouraging of God's people. For the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith. You see the importance of endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace till we come to the knowledge of the Son of God, and the perfect knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man to become mature in Christ unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. My, here I'm talking to you over the radio. In a certain sense, this is a Bible class. My great desire is that God's people know the Bible. Know God's communication to you. What For what purpose? To hold it in? Oh no, it'll wither up. If you hold it, you know, it just withers. has no life. Oh, you may have the same knowledge in your head, but your life isn't showing much of the truth of it. But when you begin to give it out, when you begin to give it out, when you begin to give it out, it begins to grow on you. Remember, he that watereth shall be watered. The more I give away of the truth, the more I get. See, friend, I'm the one who's gaining. I'm talking to you day by day over these, over this radio. I'm imparting to you truth. And the more I impart it to you, the more truth God gives to me. In fact, sometimes while I'm talking to you, the Lord will unfold some other little gem of truth that I had never seen before. Wait while I'm talking to you. And when you begin to teach the word of God or to witness for the Savior or to manifest some gift of administration or of hospitality or of visiting the sick, being care to edify Seek to, seek to edify all other believers. When you go to church, to your local church, whatever it may be, seek to encourage, to encourage other believers. Some are discouraged, some are disheartened, some are down in the dumb, some are in sorrow. Now you, 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 you may have a gift to encourage them in the Savior till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you see, God gives us men to perfect us for the work of ministry, that we all be edified. But that's something else. Not only shall we come to the union of the faith, to come to maturity, to grow up into him, but also to guard us, to guard believers from false teachers. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, by cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. You go to Colossians chapter 2, where Paul takes this very truth and he warns us about enticing words of man's wisdom of the vain philosophies of men, of traditionalism, legalism, false ascetism, false mysticism. Oh, there's just so many things. And we must stay in the word of God and encourage each other that we all come to the unity of the faith so that we will not be tossed about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, 
cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You remember in 1 John chapter 4, the first six verses, John writes the same thing. Try the spirits, whether they be of God or of man. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not and denies the incarnate word is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist. In Corinthians, do you remember chapter 11, where Paul warns the Corinthian church that Satan himself will seek to deceive God's people and Satan's ministers will come as ministers of righteousness for one purpose, to deceive you, to detract you from the person of Christ. They come to your doors. Sometimes they come with some literature or they come with a Bible under their arms. They come for one purpose, to spread their doctrines. And I say very bluntly, a great many of these false doctrines feed upon ignorant Christians. I say this sadly. Going over the airwaves, for example, there are programs, so-called religious programs, that are geared to deceive God's people. And my friend, I'll tell you very frankly, not only are they deceiving God's people, but they bring in millions of dollars a year. They're not only deceiving God's people, but they're shearing God's people. False teachers. Christ is not the center. They're not asking you to fall in love with a Savior. They want you to be joined to a system, to their religion, to their organization. I don't need to go into this. What I'm trying to give to your heart is God wants us to walk in the unity of the Spirit until we come to the union of the faith and he's given to us teachers and evangelists and pastors and so on to perfect you for the work of ministry. You may come to mature Christians in Christ so that you'll not be tossed about by every wind of doctrine. Men come with their subtleties, with their philosophies, and with their enticing words of man's wisdom to deceive, to rob you of your faith. I know that's true. For example... And this just breaks my heart. You have some precious Christian young people that are through high school and they go to college. And some of these college professors in their first year, in their freshman year of college, these teachers go out of their way. And I know whereof I speak, they go out of their way to destroy the faith of these dear young people. In fact, one said to me, or to a friend of mine, both of them were teaching in colleges, and he said, yeah, I take great delight in taking these kids who are evangelicals and destroy their faith. I get a bang out of it. That's devilish. And if there was a time that we needed to take our young people, not try to make them worldly, not try to, try to, uh, what shall I say, attract them to Christ by worldly means, by stunts and tricks and everything else. You don't need that. You don't need that. If Jesus Christ is revealed as he really is in his beauty and his loveliness and his glory. The Spirit of God can take young people, transform them and use them. And my heart goes out to our young people today. They've been fed husks when they should have been fed the, the word of God. And you fathers and mothers, if ever you prayed for your young people, you need to pray for them now. And they may be established in the word of God before they go to school. So 
so that they're not going to be tossed about by every wind of doctrine, cunning craftiness of men, enticing words of man's wisdom to destroy the faith of precious young people who want to go on with God. Now, but speaking the truth in love, verse 15, we are to speak the truth in love. That is, don't take a club and, and club these young people and club other believers. Do it in love. I, I know sometimes we drive young people away from our churches. We drive them away from the church because we don't speak in love. We don't try to understand our young people. We try to put old head on young shoulders. We don't appreciate the world in which they live. We don't appreciate the subtleties of Satan of hell that would seek to destroy your boy and girl. Surround them with love. Surround them with the truth of God. You yourselves, father and mother, you yourselves live and walk before God so that your children will know something of the reality of a life in Christ. Don't say the church failed. The church didn't fail. It was you who failed. God uses the family. The father and mother are responsible. If you're a Christian father and mother, you're responsible for your children. Thank God the church can supplement what you have done. And God has put men into the church for this purpose. But let's work together and exalt the Savior so these precious young people will be not tossed about by every wind of doctrine. All these young believers, men and women who maybe are not saved till they're 30, 40, 50 years of age, they're babes in Christ. They need to be surrounded by love and by some affection and the truth of God. Why? Verse 16 from whom the whole body, talking about Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Say, every joint supplieth something. The, the body is increased by soul winning by personal testimony. And then, it is edified by other believers. You see, there's a twofold thing here. What is the purpose of it all? Why do, are we left down here? Why does he gift you? And why is he given us gifted men? That the whole body might be increased, that soul winning. And that the whole body might be built up, edified in Christ. And remember, every believer is important. And every believer, if he's only a joint, supplies something. You know, taking the physical body, I've got a lot of bones and I've got a lot of joints. Now, you can't see a joint. The joint comes between two bones. And the bones act because there's a joint there. What does the joint do? The joint lubricates. And so, if my knee joints, for example, are working, I walk down the street in perfect order. But if my joints are not operating, not functioning, then I'll have stiff legs. But I need the joint. Friend, you may not be a preacher. You may not be a teacher. You may not be an evangelist. But you've got some part in the body of Christ. That's why you're still down here. Every believer is important. Every believer is important. I say you might be a joint. But if the joints don't function, then you've got a stiff, a stiff community, a stiff church. 
oftentimes a cold church. I see Mr. Mitchell, I just sit there and drink it in. I enjoy and I revel in the Lord. And you manifest love to the people of God, yes. You try to comfort others too, encourage them. You're functioning. You don't know what you do. You know, you don't know how far you're going. Wonderful thing. The function. Now listen, the measure of our yieldedness to Christ is the measure of our usefulness for God. The measure of our usefulness, yieldedness to Christ is the measure of our usefulness to and for God. And may the Lord speak to your heart and read these verses over that the Lord may make it very clear and very precious to you. You find your place in the body of Christ and function. And don't let any opportunity go by without you, without you opening up and revealing the fact that you belong to the Savior and you want others to know him too. May God enrich your day in your fellowship with the Savior and in your study of his precious word. And the Lord wonderfully bless you. Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Study today. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.